everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 120 on Monday the 28th of February 2011. My name is Steve Layton and I like coffee more than I like poached eggs on toast. Right. Very sorry about last week's In My Mug. Uh, I know I wasn't making a great deal of sense, or kind of less sense than I normally make. Um, I was quite ill. Uh, I'm really only starting to recover now, and I still am a little bit sniffly. Um, the sunburn is much better. Um, as you can see, instead of peeling, I've just gone back to good old pale and pasty, um, which is good. I, I prefer that to, to peeling for sure. Um, but yes, I'm, 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 I'm back to normal, so let's dive into the coffee. Uh, this week, it's another Brazil, um, and I know that there have been a lot of them recently, but the shipment that we got, I think has been amazing, and I hope that you've been enjoying them as much as, uh, as I have been. Um, it's a coffee that we've looked at before, but a different processing method, and a slightly different coffee too. Um, it's called Fazenda Alaquan, um, it's a pulp natural, and it's one of our biodynamic stable of direct trade coffees. Um, and I kind of, I, I think in this week, I've kind of banged on about direct trade a lot recently. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time now explaining what that means to me. So lots of our buying is done in uh, two different ways. So a traditional way that we've always done is, is we've worked very closely with importers. And one in particular who, um, they're not your normal run-of-the-mill guys. They pay some super prices to producers for some, some very special super coffees. Um, they manage the relationship, they finance the coffee uh, that they buy, and we draw it as we need it. So, for instance, coffees like La Lujon, um, we ask them to go and get that coffee for us, and to look after it, and to basically uh, deliver it to us. Um, because at the time, we weren't ready to dive into buying direct coffees from, uh, from producers, from origin, uh, and all of the pressures that make that work, so money, transporting, quality control, all of those things. But a lot recently what we started to do, we started to buy direct. Um, so basically we have control over the relationship with the farmer, we're responsible for moving the coffee um, in a container or air freighted. Um, and it, it, it's kind of worked out very important for the quality control that we keep on top of the samples that we get, the samples that arrive and things like that. The most important part is that we're able to very transparently get the price that we are paying to the producer um, and, and very transparently be able to, to know exactly what we're paying for the coffee um, you know, and, and, and make sure that they get rewarded for that great coffee. Uh, it's, it's challenging, it means that we have to deal with things in a slightly different way. Um, lots of the Costa Rica trip that I was on and the El Salvador trip was about building some of those direct relationships. So we're going to hear a lot more about that and I will go into some more depth later. So, the coffee this week is a Peabree. Um, coffee cherries on the, on the tree uh, produce two seeds generally inside the cherry, um, which are referred to as, as beans, um, and the Peabree is nothing more than a bean without a partner. So it's misfired in the pistil stage when the, the coffee was growing, um, and this happens naturally in around about 4 to 10% of coffee uh, cherries kind of um, as they're picked normally, that you get this where it's smaller, um, and some people say that the flavours are more concentrated, and um, I, I, there's also some people that say that it's actually disadvantaged because you only produce one seed, uh, and it's a bit of a mishap or a freak. Um, 
But I like to look at it as it's something different and it's uh, judge it on its own merits. Um, this one is quite interesting as it's the varietal that makes it produce more pea, pea bris. It's called Akayan um, and it's the very first time that I've seen it um, and produces around about 45% pea bris. Um, it's in its second or third year of production so it's still not up to full production um, and it's quite by accident that we ended up with this coffee. Um, on the last day at the farm, uh, I was roasting up some samples to cup for the table and, and Armando, who I was travelling with at the time, brought through a handful of these peas um, that he, he just found in the back and said, we should cut these, we should have a look. Um, as I'm not a huge fan of peabries, I kind of went, okay, yeah, let's cut them, I'm not overly excited about that. But when I did, I actually really, really liked the coffee, um, so much so that we made an offer there and then and, and agreed to move some... Um, uh, with the coffees that we were already moving and we'd already agreed, so this was like right on the end of the trip. Um, I'm not going to tell you lots about Aaron Quan because I've got a great little photo slideshow I'm going to stick in the middle, uh, but I am going to tell you about the numbers. So uh, the farm is uh, for Senda Aaron Quan, uh, owned by Luca Allegro, who has become a very good friend and who hosted me the last couple of times I've stopped in Bahia. Uh, it's in the region of Chiapa Diamantina in the um, Substate of Brazil, uh, Bahia in Brazil. Um, farm size is around about, I think it's around about 15 acres, coffee producing area, but uh, that's riffing off the top of my head, I can't properly remember. The altitude is 12, up to 1200 metres, and it is a pulp natural coffee. Um, and of course, it is a peabree. So, gonna whack you on pause, gonna show you the little uh, video photo thing, which is about a minute long, and I'll be back in just a moment. So this is going to be like a slideshow of some of the photos I took on my recent trip to Brazil, Bahia. Um, and in particular this is about Fazenda Aranquan, which basically is the name of a bird which lives on the farm. Uh, this is the beautiful view from the house where I stopped with Luca, who is just in front of me on this photo, who owns the farm. Um, I've stopped on this farm the past two times that I've been, in, uh, been on my trip to Bahia. Uh, but never actually bought coffee from this farm. As you'll see from this photo here, the plants are very young and it's gone through a major replanting exercise um, on the farm. There are some more established trees like this one which have gone through a series of pruning and we are seeing some harvest from it this year. Um, it's in the Chapa Diamantina area which is um, basically where all of these Bahia coffees we've been buying are from. The altitude is uh, 1,050 metres, uh, going up to 1,200 metres in some parts. Um, the varieties that are grown on the farm are uh, Katura, Akawan, Katakai uh, 144, Katakai Normal, and Katura, uh, which are varietal, is very popular in the area. Um, lots of investments gone into this farm. You'll see here from the photos, this is the brand new drying patios that have been put on the farm. Um, a massive investment to Luca, but you know, really kind of something he's going to need as these new uh, plants that he's planted come on stream. Um, it's next door to Fazenda Floresta, which is a coffee that we have stocked for a little while um, and, and you know, we're a big fan of. You can see here, this is the new planting. When I visited last year, the seedlings had just been dropped in and they really have come along quite a bit this year. I, I'm really amazed at how much uh, development has happened um, on the farm here. Um, so yeah, you see a really good kind of look at the plants here. 
Um, the new planting, the, the, the Akawan, is something I've never seen before and produces 40% Peabree, which I'm super excited to kind of uh, to cup next year. There wasn't enough to cup this year because you can see the plants are just baby, baby tiny. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool farm. This is the, the storehouse. This is some of the coffee that we are cupping and we are hopefully going to be, be offering this year, which is super excited about. This photo I love. Um, I took a similar photo last year uh, when the plants were tiny and it just it's amazing to see how much they've come on. Uh, on the left here you've got Luca, Luca Allegro that owns the farm and on the right you've got Nelson who uh, owns Floresta and runs that. There's going to be more about Nelson so I'm not going to talk too much about him. Um, but listen, that's why I'm going to do it this year. Perhaps you know a little bit of a review to go with it on the blog too and a little bit of a photo slideshow so I hope you enjoy. Out of breath again, so I'm back by the way, if you didn't notice. So firstly into the espresso, giving that a little bit of a stir, still on my stirling, stirring freak out. Okay, first thing that hits you with this coffee is that it is super super sweet. In the espresso, just so much sweetness coming through. A little bit syrupy, like golden syrup, um, and a little bit of a toasted nut um, as well. I think that is an amazing, amazing espresso. So before I dive into the milk, I'm just going to uh, snotter in the bowl. I'm still suffering with a cold a little bit, so my senses aren't as hot as I would like them to normally be. But Okay, so even with my cold, I can smell lots of sweetness on this one. Pulp Natural tends to bring out lots of those sweetness uh, kind of things and, and this is definitely one of those ones. Um, very sweet, very sticky, very nice. Um, oh, excuse me, where did that come from? Right, now into the milk. Um, yeah, not a bad attempt at milk by me today. I kind of feel I can get a bit better. Uh, okay, so the sweetness of the milk Kind of ring, really brings out the sweetness of that syrup, and I'm getting a beautiful kind of almost flapjack-like uh, sweetness. And it's a description that I love for this coffee because you really do taste that come through, um, particularly with milk. Um, it really does remind me of a flapjack, uh, big time. Um, I like that a lot. So, excuse me a moment. Get that down there. So I've made a Chemex of it too, so I can experience it brewed. And I'm now going to enjoy this. So thank you to Simon Floyd, who sent me this lovely mug, Coffee Addict. I need a fix now. I don't know what you're trying to say. Okay, I haven't nailed the Chemex. I could have done a better job with it. But still, it's very forgiving. Um, it's, allow it, it's kind of... Allowing me to under-extract under it just a little and tastes great still. Lots of sweetness. Um, yeah, I mean, lots of the, thing, the characteristics run through all of these coffees. It's a very, very stable, forgiving, good all-round coffee. Um, and for a Peabree, it surprises me because I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not one of the people that think that Peabrees are better than everything else. In fact, quite often... Um, they're the opposite, but it's very different to uh, the other coffees from Aranquan. Now, they are Katayis, uh, or sorry, Katuras, and this is Akayan. Um, but very young plant stock, very new coffee. Um, I'm going to show you a picture of the rose colour now. 
Um, and you'll see, very lightly roasted. Um, there are the occasional odd sized beans in there as well. Um, but still, I still think it comes through really good and, and I'm super impressed with it as a coffee. We're very pleased to have it as a, a new direct trade this year and we hope to see it for many years to come. Right, um, three things to know about this coffee. One, as we've talked about, it's a direct trade. Um, two, it's a Peabury, where we've talked about what the difference of a Peabury is. Um, three, uh, is the cup profile of very sweet, golden syrup, um, um, golden, yeah, golden syrup, sweet, a little bit of toasted nut, um, kind of racking my brains with all these descriptors, um, and a huge, huge mouthfeel on this coffee. So let's put this in some kind of order. Uh, I'm going to put the cappuccino as my favourite. I think it really works well with the milk. I love that sweetness and I love the way it turns into a flapjack in milk. So, um, and then I'm going to do the espresso next because I really like super sweet espresso. And I'm going to finish on that one there. That could be because I didn't really nail the Chemex today. I didn't do a good job. Bad, bad, Stephen. Um, but yeah, that's my order of preference. I think it's a beautiful cappuccino coffee. Um, and uh, right up with those, some of my favourites. Right, um, news before we wrap up. There's going to be a new brew guide coming out this week, uh, which I'm very excited about. It would have come out this weekend, but uh, I missed a stage out. So we're going to have to go back to edit, but hopefully that will be out early next week. And um, yeah, uh, that's going to be really exciting, very different. And uh, yeah, I'm done, I think. Listen, life is too short for bad coffee.